0: Welcome back to Brendawood Bay. It is 1997. Uh, it is the day after we saw some great black inky thing settle above the, the sea uh, on the bay. I'm C. Meeks Meeker, your uh, gamekeeper. Uh, Eddie Rue, let's start with you.
1: Uh, hello, Eddie Rue Dubois, um, played by Chris Dierkson. And last time when you saw Eddie Rue, I think last time you saw Eddie Rue, I, oh, I bodied, I bodied Demeter and then, and gaslit her to say that she was, uh, that she was, uh, she attacked me to get out of a bad situation.
0: That's a great one. Uh, Doris, let's go to you. Hello,
2: Doris Makoviak, played by Shannon Wade. Um, last time around, I stole a bunch of plans from Patrick. Who is the trick constructor for the Great Grievous? Awesome. Baby, to you.
3: Hi, I'm Baby, played by Corey Flores. And last time I discovered that I can really throw my weight around, literally, if you listen to the last episode, we stole some cool things. We learned some new stuff. We found a freaking eyeball and we learned some new things about how to see. So, in the meantime, I have made an unusual connection with the authorities. And I'm now trying to figure out how to turn that into a win. I might be going off the grain and heading into the blue waters, keeping
0: it real, mysterious. And Avery, you looked like you were itching to say something. Oh, it's just
1: I was just like, oh, that's what I did. I did a, I did the occult move to find the eyeball. That's like that's like the big win I had. <laughs> I just forgot.
0: <laughs> it's been a minute. A,
1: I ascribed it. To, I was I was like, that's the thing that we that we did. I'm like, no, no, no. I rolled that. Hey, that's a thing that Eddie Ru did.
0: <laughs> it's in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Pocket book,
1: pocket book, pocket book. Your pocket book. I don't have pockets. <laughs> they don't make those for women. Not
0: in
2: 1997. <laughs> Certainly not. Definitely not. Lame. what, if I what put a hat you, pin man?
1: in there.
4: they used to sell it we used to be a real country um i'm ben ferber i play lane walter uh who last (laughs) time invented and then portrayed dr Tolkien delphine uh who was uh a who is a prominent oceanographer and academic and uh in doing so discovered uh the uh a, a cult object that sort of proved The things she has been seeing are related to something that's going on. So the, you know, whatever, whatever ruined her life 10 years ago is real. She is not crazy. Everyone else is crazy.
0: I love that. Uh, Whatever ruined your life is definitely real. Before we go to our cozy moves, Doris, you owe us a very specific scene. Ooh, what is the scene supposed to be? So, and then lead us
2: in. Yeah, so this scene is, um, this, okay, so this scene is a continuation of that Doris got a postcard in the mail from Ginger that was very flirtatious and I think was like, do you want to go on a date? And Doris wrote back and said, yes, so they're going on a date uh, at Cup of Nothing
0: cup of nothing
2: that's where it starts that's that's the that's that's the first place look doris hasn't put herself out there in a really long time so she's pretty rusty and she needs to ease into it
1: is this some i just want to know if like what time of day this cup of nothing date is
2: Mm, great question i think i think it is towards like evening twilight so there's like little candles on the table and it's got a nice a nice coffee
0: shop vibe and is it is it falling before um, the the end of our last game or is it, it or is it happening like right after like you saw you got this message from Demeter and then you were like, oh, I just want to hang out with Ginger.
2: Mm, that's a great question. I think it would have happened maybe mid last session or like before we did the whole eyeball thing.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. Um. All right. And this scene is supposed to be from your from your character sheet. Uh, uh it's a it's a scene about a burgeoning romance. Is that what it says? What is it? Like what it like in terms of one of the crowns? Yeah, is it? There's a one that says a burgeoning romance. Oh yeah, a burgeoning romance. I crossed I was like it's crossed out, but we didn't do it yet. Yes. <laughs> That's the one. Fantastic. All right. So Ginger meets up with you at Cup of Nothing. Um is wearing uh like a nice like little lapel jacket um over a button down and has um some fun flowers for you um that are uh that 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 she just sort of hands very assertively over over to you and she also has a box um on the table that she just sort of sets there and it's wrapped very very nicely. Uh, is that for me? Uh, I didn't know we, we were doing gifts. I, I feel unprepared. I mean like gifts gifts can sometimes be I mean um <clears throat> I have something, yes, yes, uh, I was going to wait till later in the date, but but yes, this is, and she'll just slide it across the table for you. Um, and she, like, author- authoritatively snaps for coffee um, and tea over at the table, and it, it appears, and it's like, very much like a prearranged sort of thing. Um, but she puts the gift down in front of you.
2: Oh, uh, oh. <sighs> Ginger, I just have to say, your assertiveness is very attractive.
0: Uh, well, thank you. I, um... It's been a lot of years not being asserting and, and now I'm assertive and now I you know.
2: There's you know. there's just a lot in my life in this town that feels pretty out of control right now. So just to have someone who knows what she wants and is very grounded, it's just very comforting to me. So thank you. I'm I'm really glad we we're doing this.
0: I am too, you know, you know, my, my, ever since my, um, you know, my, my sister died just like a few months ago. And and since then I've been really just like, you know, gung ho, we're going to, we're going to do this. So, so please, please open, open your present, open, okay. open this present. I, I made it. I mean, it, it's not a big deal, but I, I made it.
2: You made it. Oh, yes,
0: Ginger, I love it already, but okay. And I opened the present. Uh, and you can see that it looks like a potato with wires coming out of it. In different ways, oh, and Doris
2: is gonna pick it up and kind of look at it from all angles and be like, "Is this a battery?
0: It's a battery. It's so it's a battery. It's so like you can hook it up to a light and it'll 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 light up your life." Just wow, <laughs> Ginger, this is so
2: thoughtful. I have never had yeah, I've never had anything like this before, and man, it just takes me back. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yes. Th- thank you. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to hook it up when I get home to my very favorite lamp on my bedside table and then I'll just th- I'll just be
0: thinking of you. Oh, uh, that's that's very good. That's excellent. Yes.
2: And I think Doris is going to kind of take a deep breath and then like and maybe like a sip of tea and then look at, at ginger and be and say
0: Unless you would want to hook it up together. Uh, yes, I can. Uh, we can. We can do that. We can. We can absolutely. I would happily. I. I can show you how to how to hook it up into you your to your, your bedside lamp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that that would that would be lovely. Great. So you take you take uh, Ginger back to your to your house, um, and uh, and show her the bedside table. One presumes. <laughs>
2: yes and and we i think we're just sitting on the bed and we're like oh blah blah, blah blah this is the lamp there's probably like some family photos whatever nearby and um and we're going to yeah maybe hook it up plug it into the potato battery or vice versa however that works and then i feel like our hands kind of meet on top of the potato and then slow fade out you know what happens <laughs>
0: magic gay magic, magic gay happens. screaming it's so wonderful <laughs> it's the 90s it's 97 willow's not gay yet so you know we have we have some work to do oh i love it fantastic um, so um awesome i'm so glad that we got doris and ginger in this moment you now also have a potato battery in your cozy place so that is something for you all right Let's get to some cozy scenes. Do we want to start with the darkest or the really dark? Mm, 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 mm. Um, fantastic. Let's, who wants to go first? Let me ask this question. Who's like dying to go first?
1: Well, I do have an idea. So you can start with Eddie Rue if you want to.
0: All right, Eddie Rue. Fantastic. I'm going to start with you. Okay. Um, so... You've been having, of course, a lot of strange, vivid dreams lately, ever since all of this weird stuff has started to happen. And this one is no different. Um, you see once again that there is a black magic magic hollyhock bush um, that is like welcoming you outside a space that you can't quite recognize either because of dream logic or unfamiliarity you honestly can't tell which it's that weird in between space of, of a dream but the magic hollyhock bush is like wilting and and real and 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 reviving, right? Um, at the same, like, it just keeps like pulsing in this particular way. Um, as you walk into this, into this dream space, um, uh, you do get this song playing Hungry Eyes uh, uh is playing <laughs> uh but you can't sort of uh, but you still can't identify the space it's it's just all sort of a um, a mess um but you do hear on top of the this song you hear all of these voices um and they're repeating over and over that you're not welcome that this place is sacred um and you see these robed figures in those in those masks And uh, you see in the center of them, um, they haven't quite seen you yet. You see that there's a lifeless body that is there. Um, uh, And suddenly that that lifeless body starts to rise, suddenly full of life. Um, And then somebody screams into your face, interloper, and claws at your eyes as you wake up. And your left eye, if you just sort of check to see if it's there, is actually um, dripping a little bit of blood. And you have the condition uh, foggy eye. Foggy eye!
1: <laughs> All right. Um, Eddie Rue. Eddie Rue wakes up and, has, and at this point, she's definitely come to expect these dreams to a certain degree. And she... Pads downstairs. It doesn't go into the parlor straight away. Instead, she goes to the kitchen, and she takes out some of Teddy's tea, that sh- that she has, and uh, this tea is good for clairvoyance and things. And she's going to bring that tea into the parlor, and pull out her pressing book. And I think I think this is the moment when she grabs sort of like some hollyhock flowers. And she works steps to work to start pressing some things. And as she does, she finds herself sort of like mindlessly playing with her daughter's rosary. She puts on some music. This time she puts on some Shostakovich. No, Dvorak. Classical stuff. She knows she's going on an adventure. And what she does is she sort of like as she's holding this rosary, she's thinking about her daughter And I think she, I would love, and you can tell me if I can do this. I would love to start the game with an occult move.
0: I think, yeah, this is our last mystery. So go big or go home.
1: In this moment, I would love to have her be thinking about her daughter, who she's lost. And I would love to maybe grab just a little compact mirror And she knows that as soon as she looks in that mirror, she's going to see a shadow of something as she has been in any glass and anything like that, especially as she's pressing flowers. And she's going to sort of ask, she's going to just hope and pray that maybe she'll get a little bit of clairvoyance from in this moment as she opens up as she she opens up the, the compact.
0: To see the future or to see what needs to be done or to see the present moment? What is what is she looking for?
1: I think it's about the present moment. OK, I think it's not about it's not about the future and it's not about the past. It is very much like in this moment, like. Yeah, like what's the danger or what's the safety? one of those things, if I could be really augury about it, right. Wheel and woe. Um, so we are going to. Yeah. an NSA move. Exactly. Um, okay, so I roll. Does that make sense?
0: It makes sense to me. You're hoping for something uh, above a nine so you don't have to take on another crown of the void.
1: That's true. Five. It's a ten total.
0: Ten total. All right. As you are uh, looking in this reflective Surface, um, looking for insight in this particular moment um, to the present. Um, you know in your heart of hearts that something is amiss with this inkiness all over t- over the sea, and um, and and you know that this dream was trying to communicate to you something very specific about what is going on in the town. And as you look into this mirror, um, mirrors that have been communicating so much, um, you do see. Um, something very specific. You see Killigan Ernst and he is performing his monologue um, from Hamlet. You can almost hear it. And you see like a light waver, but it does not fall as he continues to speak his lines um, from his monologue. And at the exact moment that the light was supposed, that it did fall, as from your memory, it doesn't fall.
1: Oh, interesting. Almost as if okay that's very interesting
0: and that Um, is a clue for those taken notes Mm -hmm.
1: all right and then in this moment i'm going to do one last thing holding this rosary i'm going to break the rosary and use the frank dowling move thereby eliminating all of my my crowns with void and bringing them all back down and uh, in this moment, just sort of like tapping into that sort of like latent religion, religious background, and it's a thing where like this has gotten me through so much, but I need to move forward. I need to let my my I need to let my like this memory of my daughter go. Reddy Rue, emboldened by the by the knowledge of the void and of understanding that the world is much larger than any than any sort of like fairy tale that has been told to her over many years. She looks at her work of the hollyhock flowers, is pleased, puts them in her purse, and walks out the door.
0: Fantastic. Um, Great use of the Frank Dowling move. I have one more thing to add as you walk out the door, um, which is that uh, you have an invitation. Um, specifically, you have an invitation to uh, the opening, the grand reopening of Beauregard's bar. Um, this uh, invitation is handwritten um, and the the flowery is uh, it, the, the handwriting is pretty flowery and it doesn't really seem like Etienne um, to you and what you know of him. But you do have um, this handwritten invitation.
1: I love it. Um, in that case, then that's tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe she doesn't go out yet. She just sort of, like, gets ready.
0: Yeah, it does say it's like an all-day thing. It's like serving breakfast, lunch, dinner, and all-day cocktails. So it's it's just, it's going to be on. It's open so she, today.
1: So she gets a water bottle. Right. And also, <laughs> she gets ready for the day. With a costume change, she's got, she's got in her bag. She's got, you know, for later when it gets nighttime, she's... uh She carries her big bag today.
0: Fantastic. All right. Um, Baby, let's go to you. Talk to me about your coziness and specifically to how your coziness is maybe being infected, even if you haven't taken crowns of the void by what's been happening the last few weeks.
3: I'm not making soup. I am (laughs) cooking. That um, I'm not making soup. So I have, I'm also packing a bag. But so basically I am making my own little um, tincture kit because even though this was a condition a while ago that I'm paranoid, I'm just keeping that as a lasting condition. So I'm just gonna say that's just who I am now. Just no Beach. I am getting a little vial of lemon juice putting that in my bag, post-it notes, a perfume bottle that I've emptied out the perfume, and I've put diluted peppers and water in, a lighter, a little pill box holder. It's empty. I just little pill holder. And then I have my coil of rope and teddy stash. And that is all in my bag. So I'm basically making like a mini little survival kit or kit of things. So I am working on cooking up right now, taking some of Teddy's stash, and I am going to see if I can make a tincture out of it. That is what I'm trying to cook right now and hide it inside some normal foods. I'm making edibles, y'all. We're going to make some snacks.
0: We're all looking for clairvoyance. I
3: don't know if it's clairvoyance. This might be a uh, tactical distraction maneuver later. I'm People are used to me feeding them. I'm just saying that might come in handy. So asking you shall receive. I got all sorts of snacks coming your way.
0: I love it. Um, Open on the table of of your... uh, of your kitchen too, is also an invitation with a flyer for Beauregard's bar saying that it will be open all day today, grand reopening. And there's also a bowling pin on it. Um, and you, you kind of remember that, oh yeah, he was like, oh, maybe I'll have two lanes of bowling in there, which is just seems very silly. Um, and as, as you are continuing to cook, you do get a knock on your front door.
3: Hell no. <laughs> all the girls know not to knock. They just walk right in. Who the fuck? Okay, well, um, I'm just going to, I pretending that I have for my stove, it's not an electric hub, I'm pretending it's a gas stove, so I'm just going to take some basil and throw it in the flames to cover the smell of the tincture and go check the door.
0: Great. Um, You open that door pretty wide, and standing there in front of you is Bill, ah, your husband who died in the war. What do you want? And he just smiles at you. And he uh, he touches your face and he's like, my advice to you would be to stay right here today. My sweet.
3: You know, I'm really glad you never came back.
0: And he turns into vapor.
3: (laughs) Why do we need this again? I'm just going to slam the door. (laughs) Fat clouds for my thick ass boy. <laughs> you in vape, bro? I am vaped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, Lane, let's go to you. What uh, are you doing? I,
4: absolutely. Um, we see Lane uh, in the shower. The water is going. It is, you know, I would I would think this is sort of a tasteful camera shot, sort of like like upper chest and up. Um the water is on her back, uh, and she's just sort of standing there. You see that there's no steam. This is cold water. Uh she shivers a little bit as in one hand she has a book, which is uh The Mystery of the Vast Dark Conspiracy, an Amanda Delacourt novel by Robin Masterson. Uh, and she flips a page. In the other hand, a cigarette. She takes a drag, um, and then reaches over to the sink, uh, where you see an ashtray full of cigarette butts. Absolutely full of cigarette butts. Um, Puts a little, uh, you know, taps the cigarette into it, continues smoking, flips the page. A scene. Um, We go over later. Um, Lane is back in her house. Uh, If you remember her... um, her stick, she had the like pole arm thing uh, and then like a, like taped a broomstick to it so it could be longer. And now she's like tied a string to the uh, the little trigger so it can grab again. And she is like reaching all the way into her living room where she knocked off the cordless phone last time and was not able to actually extract it. Uh, pulls the string to grab the cordless phone and very slowly inches it over uh, and finally is able to grab it without entering the living room. Um, drops her pole arm, walks out onto the porch, and dials a number. Um, it rings. It fully rings. Naked. It fully naked. No, this is later. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it, it, she's, she's in her regular her regular outfit, her regular all black. Um, it rings and rings, uh, and then uh, we hear a voicemail that goes, "You've reached Darren." I have to remind you, I am retired, so no offers, please. If you are a young theater artist looking for advice, I will happily take you to coffee to tell you not to do this job. Please leave a message. Beep. Um, And on the beep, Lane goes and just says, Darren, 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 it's all real. I know it's real. I've seen it again and again and again. You told me you didn't see anything, and I never believed you. You directed that show. You were in that theater more than I was. I knew you had to have seen what I saw. And now that I know what's real is real, I know that you were lying to me, Darren. You were lying to me. So are you going to help, or are you just going to continue listening to this? I know you're in. You're always in. Retired. I my ass you know if you had just if you had just told me the truth I don't know we could have done something about it we could have gone to another theater we could have just I don't know I don't fucking know Darren I'm so I'm so sorry and then you hear uh the click and then you hear her phone start beeping as the battery runs out
0: fantastic Uh, The battery is out, but there is a message on your machine if you'd like it.
4: Uh, Yeah, she just smacks the button with the pole with 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 her practiced having done so before
0: love it. yeah, you're very practiced at that pole arm lane. Um, you hear the voice of your agent that is not your agent and it just sort of says in this very like melodic way, you know, if you stay home today and lie very still, this role could be yours. Or if you leave the house and sabotage your friends, the roles would definitely be yours. The midwives want to work with you, Lane, and will work for you. but if you leave the house, dear Lane, I'm afraid that's it for you. I do mean curtains. Click. Yeah,
4: she knocks the phone over with the polar.
0: Uh, You also, of course, have this same invitation um, to Beauregard's bar. Um, It is not, it is a printed out um, flyer. So uh, nothing unusual or special about it. Just saying that we are open all day today. All right, Doris, to you, take us through your coziness. She woke up, she made a cup of tea
2: She's doing her bi-weekly knife sharpening of her big-ass Bowie knife, which this week seems... Like, usually it's just a habit, and she's gotten into it, um, just, you know, in case you should need a Bowie knife or anything. But this one feels very pressing, like she's being very focused and making sure that she's doing a really good job. And as she is sharpening, she's also... The part of her brain that's not just focused on that is thinking about... Um, her friend Ethel a few towns over, her pen pal, and and Doris is honestly contemplating, like, okay, when I sit down in a few minutes to write Ethel a letter, like, I hope not, but, like, what if this is the last letter that I write to her? Like, what do I say? Like, how do I encompass our friendship? And so she's thinking about all of that while sharpening her knife. And
0: your phone rings.
2: And Doris is going to carefully put down the knife and then this time try to answer it before the person can just leave her a mysterious message again.
0: Hello? Doris, Doris, it's me. And you hear the voice of your friend Teddy. It is very clear to you now that it is Teddy. Teddy, are you okay? I'm sorry. Okay, I, I don't have time. Th- this is it. This might be it for me. Th- they're closing in. I, I know too much, okay? I'm trying you? to help you. I I don't know, okay, but the ritual is happening soon. All right. The ritual is happening soon. You have to figure out where and when and how the eye of Chiron rises. What? Oh my god. And you hear this like like loud, like clang clang. Uh Oh my god, they're here, they're here. The Eye of Chiron rises, you have to figure out where. They're here, they're here. And then you hear a scuffle and a scream. And you can hear that it's Teddy and that like she's being taken away somewhere.
2: Teddy! Teddy! And Doris is like straining to listen if there's anything else. And it's just quiet. And Doris just like stands there for a minute. And then when the phone goes to like burr, the, like nothing sound, she hangs it up <clears throat> and she has this um, <clears throat> like belt sheath that she hasn't used since her park ranger days, but she's going to strap it on and put the knife in it and gather up all her her backpack full of stuff. And she's going to go to Eddie Rue's house.
0: And I guess now I'll check in with all of you. Do you all plan on on making your way over to Eddie Rue's, or is this Doris and Eddie Rue alone first?
4: I, I will happily join, but I will happily allow it uh, to two on a two a two for scene before I join.
1: Can we have Can we have a? Can we, have a, can, can we do all the above, but can Doris just get there first?
0: I think that's great, Doris. As you are walking down the street, I just uh, want to tell you that you can't hear that wonderful trombone. Um, it's like it hasn't been here in days, and on top of that, there is like this red hue, this like red pall that's sort of been cast over. It's it's sort of subtle, but you can sort you see it when you look around you that there's like there's it just feels like there's a tint in the air, a red tint. Um, And I can't remember, I think it was Eddie Rue who saw the red tent in the mirror. So it's not necessarily something that you are clocking from your memory. But Eddie Rue, when you see her coming into your house, it's something that immediately like you're seeing outside and you're like,
1: "Mm -hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Come on in.
2: Eddie (laughs) Rue. And Doris is just, Doris is just, I think, dressed like she normally is, but just like looks like just more prepared and the way she's standing is slightly different. And she says, Eddie Rue, I, I just got a phone call from Teddy.
1: Hearing that Eddie just, she doesn't look like super shocked, but she does sit down.
2: She's definitely in trouble. She, somebody pulled her away at the very end. Um, And she said something like this might be her, her last Something. It doesn't sound good, but she said that the eye, eye of Chiron is rising, and I think we gotta get, we gotta get, we gotta go help her. I don't know where she is, but
1: uh. we're going to. Listen, we're going to. Okay, it's gonna be okay. We're gonna do this together, all four of us. And we're going to figure this out, and we're not gonna let them do this. Okay.
2: We sure aren't.
1: Come here. I want to show you something. And I walk her into the parlor, and I have created a display. And it is a picture of the five of us, Teddy included. And there are flower, and it's, and it's, it's been partially crafted, all the clothes are created from pressed flowers. And there's and it looks like we're in this beautiful garden honestly i want i like do you know the the uh, barack obama's like p- portrait that he did for right, and how it looks like he's just in he's just in and among the flowers it's something it's a lot more garish probably <laughs> and 1997 and certainly not you know a, a masterpiece of 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 portraiture but it but the flower work is uh excellent and around but it doesn't Complete the whole frame there are it, it, the edges of the glass frame are uh, See-through the are like it doesn't reach the edges. It just sort of like peters out in a sort of like artful way I made this I Made this for all of us um And um At the end of this I just want whoever I don't I don't know what's gonna happen and I tell her all about the dreams and I tell her about specifically the fact that, um, there was a sacrifice in the middle of the circle. And I say, listen, I don't know what's going to happen. And I feel a little bit targeted in the target zone on this. So I just want you to have this if Anything happens. Okay. Okay. Does that count as a cozy scene? I think so. I would love to remove a condition.
0: Fantastic.
1: Cool. I'm losing. I'm losing flustered. I think that's still there. Yeah, frazzled. She is not. You mean you're not losing inappropriate? Oh no, never. And to that end, Eddie Rue takes off her coat and her dress is fabulous. It is just, like, gold, like, that pleat, that beautiful gold pleats thing. It, like, flows, and when she turns, it, sp- it flares, and it's low-cut. It's got, like, a big, deep, plunging neckline. Um, and she has gotten uh, taken one of her... She's wearing a long necklace with uh, sort of, like, a... Probably costume jewelry, but looks really fancy evil eye right at her sternum and she says so i don't know i guess we'll go to a bar opening today (laughs) and i feel like that's when that's got unless you have anything doris i mean
2: no yeah that sounds great (laughs) i think doris i think doris would just say you certainly are dressed apart eddie rue impeccable as always listen
1: if i'm gonna be a human sacrifice i'm gonna look fucking great
2: like i I just hope it doesn't get that get to that point, but props to you for thinking ahead, I guess. Listen,
1: you know, I show her that I, when everybody gets, I show her that my the, the invitation I said they wrote to me specifically.
0: Oh. Yeah And Doris, if you look at your invitation, you will see that yours is not handwritten, but there is a drawing of an eye at the corner of the page
1: oh also check out this thing and I show her the comp- I show everybody the comp. I show her the compact mirror
0: <laughs> <laughs> excellent
1: what is this you can see yourself in it
0: <laughs>
4: as Lane walks in Lane come here <laughs> yeah I'm, all, I'm seeing myself in this mirror
1: yeah okay well you know it's 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 that's why it's not for you <laughs> but but I do think you should have the eyeball and I give Lane the eyeball <laughs> <laughs> she puts the evil eye on yeah here you go just keep it in your purser ikea bag whatever <laughs> i'm not going to define that lane carries one of those no, giant it's, blue it's ikea bags
4: i think we established that it was like not necessary. it was like basically an ikea bag right like that was in the first episode <laughs> <have>, okay cool <laughs> so what a, how are you <laughs> Uh my my phone died. It's all it you know, it's I'm doing I'm doing great. I had a nice shower today. Mm-hmm. But how are the two of you?
1: I think I just give Lane a hug. Yeah, no, she just she like like limply accepts it. <laughs> yeah, she needs it.
2: Doris is just weighing well, she can't not tell Lane, but Lane just looks very stressed out already. Uh, so as gently as possible, Doris is going to impart the news about the phone call from Teddy. Uh,
4: yeah. And uh, in reaction to that, <laughs> she says, wait, so is it you've been getting those weird calls?
2: Yeah.
4: It's been Teddy the whole time.
2: Yep. It has been.
4: Well, I mean, she's OK.
2: I hope so. I sure hope so. It didn't sound great at the end, but... Oh, she'll be fine. She she can hold her own pretty well. I trust I, up, I, I trust that she's
1: fine. Oh, baby. Hey, she will be fine.
2: Yes, we're gonna I make, have.
1: We're going to make sure she's fine. Whoa, hello.
3: I'm very excited to show you something. This will cheer everybody up. You all look like someone just died. And I'm going to pull out Chico. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say he won't. Frank won't be missing him.
1: I'm so tempted. I'm so tempted to do a to do another thing with the with the void right now, but
3: the void Wait,
4: dog. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're saying Frank won't be missing his dog.
3: No, I left the stuffed animal in the backyard.
0: It'll be days before he realizes.
4: Oh, that's a good point,
0: baby. I'm gonna say that you can put Chico in your cozy place. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: Let's go. If we're going to hell the I'm taking the dog. I'm taking the dog.
1: Dumbass. Okay, well, listen, ladies. We've got a big day today. And I think, like, to rather, like, lay it all out. I sh- I tell everybody about the dream. Tell everybody about the... We've got the be- my beautiful press flower Display. Um, but also like my suspicions that everything you've heard, everything you've got from me, and saying, like, here are the people. We've got this all-day event to go to. So the question is, where do we start? Well, I gotta buy some limes. What?
4: Well, do you Why? think they'll have limes there?
1: Yes, it's a bar.
4: It, well, I don't know, do they have good limes or do they have those shitty bar limes?
1: Does you uh Lane, I'm gonna ask you one thing. Do you think a sailor bar in a New England town doesn't have coronas?
4: I, I think we have established I am I do not like boats. I am not really a boat understander uh, over <laughs> not here. Not a boat girl? Not a boat girl. I think you're fine. <laughs> and besides, baby, how many limes do you have in your purse?
3: At least 10. I didn't count exactly.
4: Oh, that's probably enough. How many people do you think are going to order Cosmos at this thing?
3: How many people us. do you think deserve them? Only us. Definitely us. us. Why would you... <laughs>
4: That is, that's fair. I guess I could pre
1: batch.
3: You can make a virgin one for. No, it's
1: all about the show. People. Are you kidding? Oh, do you want. Okay. I have a cute little cocktail waitress number that I, I'm sure you listen. I was, I was much, I, if it'll fit, if you want it. Is I've it also black? Got a little, we, yes, it's black. <laughs>
4: I will happily tell you, you. I think you're a couple feet taller than me, but let's go ahead. Well, it was a short dress on me. So, uh, it'll be very long on me. Sounds great. Perfect. Okay. So, I give it We're to you.
3: We're all coming in dressed to impress. I just hope you know.
0: So, that's the plan. You all are going to just go to the to the opening and uh and you're just going to decide what you're going to do from there. It's totally fine. I just want to double check that that's what you want to do.
1: Well, did anybody have you did anybody have anything they wanted to do to talk to? I mean, should we should we in Investigate, should we follow these leads before or after? Yeah, that's this sort of what I'm saying. Event? I feel really like before, once we're there, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? That's true. I also point out again, you know, every, I've already done this, but personalized invitation. And I've never seen Etienne's handwriting, li- but I've also never seen a man's handwriting like this.
3: We may as well go and do a little walking because I want to make sure Chico goes to the bathroom before we go.
4: I'm just realizing that what Meeks very kindly gave us was that moment in the Final Fantasy game where they're like, you might want to save before this. <laughs> you enter this <laughs> door.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So who do we go to first?
3: I think Salty Nancy, for sure. We could say we're going to go all get a tattoo together.
1: I would 100% get a tattoo with you all. Uh, They will not not put me in the cemetery
4: if I have a tattoo.
2: Lane. You could get white ink. Or a temporary tattoo.
4: Do you think white ink would fool them? I don't care about the rule. They just, they're very serious about it. Which cemetery do you want to go in? The cemetery? Specifically? The one where my family's buried out in Queens. Okay, so it's a no from Lane. All right, let's go. I would do the white ink thing if they're not going
1: to notice it.
2: I think you could hide it pretty well with white ink, yeah.
1: All right, all right, all right, here we go. Or just tattoo it in a place they'll never look.
2: <gasps> under the boob.
3: <laughs> just lift it up and then fold it back down. That's a great well, idea.
1: Know. Oh, yeah, I don't know if they look
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> I highly doubt <know> they will. <laughs> Notoriously, so, they don't so check much under of the this, boob. So much of this, <laughs> so much of this, there. like,
1: this party, this party dynamic is so, so much of it is sort of like convincing Lane to do the thing.
3: <laughs> yeah, it really is. You did then... just
1: tell a Jewish woman to get a tattoo. So. No, it's very good. You, it's all well justified. It's a wonderful thing. I'm, I'm loving it.
3: The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Come
4: on. I these I These are conversations I've had in my, in my own household about.
0: So to as so to be clear, though, you're all now going to head out of Eddie Rue's house. And you're all gonna go um, to this boardwalk where where the where the where the tattoos are. You
1: know what? Actually, what are I'd we're like missing to do—missing something
3: else at our safe point.
1: No, what <laughs> I want to do, I want to do a little thing, and maybe this is a good opportunity. I want to use the compact mirror in this moment because it's all about sort of like wheel or woe, present present moment thing, right? We're weighing options, right? I Kind of want to open it and just be like casually be like yes we're gonna go to the tattoo parlor is that how this works can it be if that's like if if perhaps there's a person like a place that we that we're that like if it's dangerous or if it's uh yeah just to gain some information about this plan
0: I I like this a lot. So here's here's what I'll say. So like this is your uh, your compact mirror is slightly different than your eye, right? So like, um, but uh, if you if you're just looking at it and and you're in your guts, you're just sort of like, okay, what are what is the risk that's involved in this particular scenario? Is that is that fair? Yeah, I was
1: trying to figure out how to how to differentiate this, because with the void and we literally see what the void is hiding from us. Right. Mm-hmm. But this is less about that. And it's more about it's more about like decisions.
0: Great. Yeah. Um... So you stand on the threshold of, uh, of your house, um, I imagine just sort of all of you in a line as you're all like looking at this thing. And um, what you see in this compact mirror um, is a, a, a beautiful torso of a man. Um, it is chiseled, it is, it is breathtaking, it is very, very sexy. And then you see um, a knife come into, um, into frame of this carving something into that stomach, uh, his perfectly chiseled abs. Um, and it looks like it's some sort of runic symbol of some kind. And those of you who have already left your house today, which is, um, Doris and Lane and baby now have, um, an overwhelming uh, urge to vomit. It is if you are sick to your stomach and you now have the condition sick to your stomach. Clarifying question. I've Mm -hmm. had flustered
2: since we first ran into ginger. Is it fair to say that's cleared? I would say
0: so since you, I mean, I mean (laughs) like since you had sex, I don't know if it's changed into something else, but I didn't give you one of the time. So yeah, I think it's probably cleared. I will replace it with, what did you just say? queasy no sick sick to sick, your stomach
4: you. uh, has my pack or two cleared lawless
0: it's up to you lane you're lane the one who's been hold- lawless. i mean you've been holding on to lawless so like that's I'll, I'll up to you. i'll take away
4: lawless for now okay well right. you might come back
0: if if you feel at peace um i think that's up to you yeah the,
4: the, where we're going there are no laws
0: <laughs> so that's the information that you got but that was not a clue i want to differentiate no. that was not a clue no no, no.
3: Okay, but yes. Now you all our... feel
0: like you're going to be sick, except for Eddie Rue. Eddie Rue, you feel fine, as your friends are doubling <coughs> over, almost sick to their stomach.
1: Okay. okay. Eddie,
3: do
1: you have any pepdobismol?
3: Of yeah, uh, yes, absolutely. Do you have any?
4: Do you have any like magic pepdobismol? Because I feel like this is not normal.
1: Do you know what they just came out with the pills? Oh. They just came out with pills. pills.
2: It's great. Pills would be great if so, you have ginger ale to wash it down. That maybe.
1: Yeah. Oh, I have ginger God. ale. Did the pills taste
4: good? Cuz the the I love that pink goo. All right.
1: I've got <laughs> I've got the pink goo. I got the I, Whatever you want. I'll take the goo. When Lane says right. that
2: she loves pink goo, Doris gets a little more sick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay,
1: okay, 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 okay. And I, get, and I get Doris in and I'm like, Canada dry, Canada dry.
3: We don't need the void. We can get sick on our own. And, Thank you. And for
1: ba- And for baby, I literally just give you like a piece of raw ginger because I know.
3: Fuck you. (laughs) But yes. (laughs)
1: Baby, because baby, why do you fuck you? I'll do what you want. I'm just trying to be nice. (laughs) I thought it would be a thing that baby would be like chewing on ginger. It seems like a sort of thing.
4: (laughs) I mean, Lane chugs half the bottle and
1: hands the other half to
4: baby.
3: Thank you. I'm going to (laughs) mix. It's my chaser.
4: (laughs) Sort of a ginger bismol. All
1: right. Well, I like my Pepto spicy. okay well let's gird our loins seems we're gonna be man what a man we're still going right are we still going
0: man if only he'd carve the runes a little lower so this is the question are y'all still going
3: of course we're gonna die anyhow May as well make it good
2: we're not gonna save teddy by staying in this house so i say let's press on
4: Oh, I forgot that I had to, the T-boat doesn't exist yet. So I have to watch the show that I want. I don't give a shit. Yeah, let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. All right. So you walk out into this, um, into the day that, like I said, is like this red pall everywhere. And you make your way to the, the, the bad docs versus the good docs. The good docs is where the grand Prometheus is, um, the uh bad docks is where you know uh more cd cd fare especially for the 90s exists um and you see the tattoo parlor is uh the is bays best tattoos as you sort of come into it uh You've never been here before, but I'm just so curious. This is the question I'll be asking about most of our locales today, um, even if you haven't been there. But in what way has this place been affected by the presence of the midwives of their fragrant void? So That could be the docks. That could be the location. That can be just the general air of things.
1: I think it just stinks. I think it's that like nasty sea smell.
3: It- I imagine it's what, like, the Hudson River smells like. (laughs) Yeah, this is,
1: it feels like it's perpetually
4: low tide. (laughs) Elaine breathes in deep, ah, the scent of home.
3: (laughs) Like, when you haven't cleaned out your garbage for a while, and you get that just juice at the bottom. It's that?
2: Yeah, and I feel like it's the kind of smell that at first you're like, oh, that's not great, but it's all right. It's like not that bad. And then the more you smell, it, the more you're like, oh,
0: um, so as you enter uh, best base tattoo or Bay's best tattoo, however you want to say it, you see that uh, there is a number of design sheets. You can hear the thrum of, of somebody getting tattooed in the back um, and there's nobody sort of out in the area to greet you. But you do see like the sort of design sheets that are up. Um, and Salty Nancy's are, they are, are way more nautical than the other ones. Uh, the, her other ones, which seem to be a lot of like, the other ones seem to be very biker bar oriented again, nineties, like just like very of specific, but Nancy's seem really artful and intricate, uh, again, more nautical. Um, but, uh, there are some, no, eyes no like mom in sh-
4: a heart with a knife through it.
0: Nope. Nope. Um, you do also see some, some eye tattoos, some different eye tattoos, uh, and, um, and you can see that, like, that maybe Nancy's in the back, uh, cause you can see somebody in the distance just sort of, like, dipping down and dipping up, but you only see the back of their head.
1: Well, what should we get, ladies? I
3: wonder, do they have a book that we can look through?
1: I, I mean, we could we, get a book. Like, let's, uh, well, through all the things, is there any, like, are there any ways? <gasps> we could
3: get a book! Oh!
1: <gasps> Oh,
3: I love that.
1: It's your idea. It is <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: Kind of, but yeah, not really. But yes, <laughs>
0: ah! let's get a book.
1: Well, I don't know. Is there a link? Maybe we ring the bell on the counter. Just hello.
0: Uh, and you do see the person who's working on the person in the back just like uh, turns over the show. just a minute and is continuing to 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 do some things. Um Uh, and you see, like, she makes like this, like, um, symbol, uh, just like squiggle with the thing. Um, and then she goes, all right, sit there, be still. I'll be right back. And she comes back out and it's this gr- it's this woman who's super tall. Um, she has arms that are, are gigantic um, sleeves, just sleeve upon sleeve of tattoo. Um, and she's got on these biker boots and blue jeans and this like really grubby, like white tank top that has like blood splatters on it from like, you know, doing different things. Like she just looks kind of a mess. And she's just like, like, what can I do for you? Oh, you look like a painting. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, we're Who here wants it. to get tattooed? Y'all are um, Yeah. older. Yeah? Yeah? Uh, uh, yeah? yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Well,
1: you know, I'm a little younger than the rest of them.
0: It's, it's uh, sort
3: of
1: a blood brotherhood style thing, you you know. <laughs> yes. More um, of a
3: paperback sisterhood, thank
1: you. You've heard of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. You know, we're the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. No, that has not come box. out yet. That hasn't oh, come right. out yet.
0: I haven't heard of that actually, but she's just sort of staring at your cleavage because it is amazing in that particular in that particular dress. Yes, I haven't heard of that. I haven't heard of that. Who's getting tattooed? One for each well, of all us. All of us? I
1: think at least three of us. All of
0: us. Do you do white ink tattoos? Mm. Who wants a white ink tattoo? You don't it, want anybody it, if you to you do it? the
4: kind of tattoo where you can still get buried in a Jewish cemetery?
3: Oh We have someone of the kosher variety.
0: Got it. <laughs> um, kosher tattoos. <laughs> I don't specialize in kosher tattoos, but um, I can do it with white ink. Yeah, yeah.
4: I think that's as long as we put it somewhere, they're not going to look. That's all right.
0: I'd love to tattoo your ass. That sounds fun. Sounds great. (gasps) (gasps) Oh, Elaine, you daredevil. It'll be hard to sit on for a few days. You okay with that?
3: (laughs) I'm sure she's done. Uh, I prefer to stand.
0: Uh, I just have to finish up. Uh, I have some free time after I finish this this guy up. Um, but yeah, uh, if if that's all you want, you just want a book, and you you want it in whiting. Well,
1: you know, we'll, we'll we'll maybe we'll we'll sketch out some ideas while you're while you're in the back.
0: Great. Okay. Yeah. 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 No problem. No problem. Uh, and she goes back to her client, um, and you can see that they're talking um, to each other, and then uh, and and then before you know it the client's gone um and she just sort of closes the the curtain behind it and she comes back um but the client didn't exit out the front um they exited out the back
1: without us getting to find out who he
0: was
1: um how do we meddle to make that happen
0: i mean you could ask or you can sneak around and try to find that if you want to send somebody out behind back you can do that too that's up to you
1: i mean yeah I don't think Eddie Rue would go, so I'm not going to go, but it just came to me as it happened. So
2: I think Dor- Doris will go, because I think Doris also wants... Doris is kind of thinking, like, oh, we're in the, the bad docks. Maybe Teddy's here somewhere, so I feel like she would want to, like, scope some stuff out anyway. So Doris is going to say, oh, I forgot something in the car. I'll be right back. Ladies, don't wait for me. I'll get whatever book you think is best.
0: Uh, and... <laughs> Oh, sorry. Yeah. salty in. She's like, all right, uh, who am I working on? Yeah. What were you saying, baby? Sorry.
1: I'll go first. I think I want a book, of course, but I don't know. Do you think you can do something with this? And I hold, hold up my evil eye necklace. Do you think you could do something like, you know, I say there's a bunch of different eye stuff around here. Maybe we can make something happen on the book jacket or something. Ooh, or op- or the book's opening, and the and there's an eye inside of it.
0: Yeah, whatever you want.
1: Cool. Let's do something like that. And I want to find out if that makes her th- go if if she gets any cagey or. And then I mentioned that eye stuff. <laughs> That's
0: my meddling. Great. Um, go ahead and roll to metal. I'll say that she doesn't seem to be perturbed at all. At all, like one way or the other, she's just like, "Cool, let's do it. Whatever you want." Um, cool, but. If you're if you're trying to find some more, we can do that.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm gonna say, I actually think this is probably a sensitivity roll. If it's any more than anything else, because she's just woo woo, woo like alarm bells at all times. And I rolled uh, a nine plus one, so a ten.
0: Great, yeah. And she's 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 just like yeah, we can do we can do uh, any kind of eye stuff you you want. Um, is there is there any particular like eye pattern that you're looking for?
1: hmm, well I've got this and it's sort of like this opulent sort of like brightly opened eye. and this is the classic evil eye. this is just like a medallion right yeah it's a medallion with an evil eye with just the blue and the white in the middle sort right? of like
4: the southern European West Asian
1: like, exactly yeah exactly but around it is sort of like what looks almost like uh pointed like a, like a like a star with a million points. do you know what I mean? but like but like surrounding it are these like almost like dagger like points of like many many different things
0: yeah, so she looks at it really intensely. And then um, she's like, Oh, let, let me see if the, if this speaks to you. And she she pulls you around past the closed curtain. And she shows you this painting that she has in the room that she was just in with the client. Um, and it's a painting of an eye in the sky um, over like this inky inky black slick. Um, in the sky, and it's it's this calm eye over a turbulent ocean. Um, the eye shines down as if it's the moon presiding over the bay, and that is your clue. So I can tell you all that again if you would like it.
1: Um, that that she has this portrait, or the portrait, the picture, picture itself.
0: The picture itself.
1: Yeah. It's because um, you
0: use sensitivity. I'm like, this is a painting that for Eddie Rue is a clue.
1: Yeah, uh, thank you. Oh, that's that's wonderful. That's wonderful, and I love the sort of like tranquility that that eye holds. But I do think I want to keep it a little bit closer to to this to the evil eye because I imagine it's different from the evil eye. Way different. Yeah, that's gorgeous and fascinating and I love the sort of like peaceful calm that it seems to be that it seems to be representing over an otherwise rather treacherous space which I understand but I think for me it's going to be more the opposite do you know what I mean I want I want the I, I just this is this is more this is more the thing it's a more simple design I suppose but you know there are four of us so we have to get through it
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, and you can see she's taking notes. Let's check in with Doris, who is doing something risky um, uh, by trying to follow this lead outside. So, uh, Doris, I'm going to need you to give me a night move for following um, or trying to find this person outside and sort of tell me what you're doing to find this.
2: Yeah, so I... um... I think Doris is just going to go right out the door and kind of, like, sneak around the side of the building and kind of just try to, like, if there's barrels and stuff, kind of, like, crouch behind them because she's not sure if this person's going to go out the back and go to the front or whatever. Um, But I think, yeah, just kind of sneaking around the side, just trying to see who's
0: who came out. All right. Go ahead and roll it. And... Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Because it's a night move. I forgot. I forgot the whole thing. The whole thing is when you do something risky or face something you fear, you have to name what you're afraid will happen if you fail or lose your nerve. And the Keeper will tell you how it's worse than you fear. And then you can choose to back down or go through with it. Yeah,
2: I think Doris is worried that it's gonna be one of the midwife cult people and they're gonna kill her or throw her in the ocean
0: or something. Great. Um yeah I would say that uh, not only would it be a midwife, but it would probably be um it'd be somebody who is who is absolutely uh, a threat, an immediate threat to you if you're seen um and and well <laughs> being thrown in the ocean is is one thing, but I'm gonna say that this one would come with an emotional impact. Mm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm gonna roll let's see with composure, probably to be sneaky all right we got a four. Oh, and a six plus one is 11
0: 11 and you weren't affected by any of your conditions just to make sure great question um i do because what were you rolling with with composure with composure yeah uh because yes you are battling a stick to your stomach so would it be
2: i feel like yeah and i still have spooked I've had spooked for a bunch of sessions now which is fair. So I feel like some combo of those
0: would probably affect yeah. So So I roll uh, one more. Give me one more and take the two lowest.
2: That's a one. So four plus one plus
0: one is six. Great. Um, When you uh, turn this corner uh, and you can of course uh, after I tell you this you can of course put on a crown um, (laughs) and change it. But when you turn this corner, you are confronted immediately, face to face, with Ginger Hale, who just had a fresh tattoo done. No. Um, and she and she looks at you, and she is so you can see like visibly upset, and she's just like, "You were supposed to stay home." And grabs you roughly to lead you away. Uh, do you want to put on a crown of the void sure or do. or the queen? <laughs> love to put on a crown. Yup. Yup. Um.
2: I'm going to do crown of the void because I'm on the chariot, which is your reason modifier is reduced by one and your sensitivity is upped by one. And I think that's really accurate for Doris's mental state right now. Like she's been spooked. She's been freaked out for a while. So I think yeah, the reasoning going down makes sense, which means I'm at zero reason and zero sensitivity.
0: Great. Uh, No! So instead, what has happened is you've turned the corner and you have seen that it is Ginger who is um, looking over her shoulder, hoping that you do not see her as she gets into her car and drives away, clearly covering a recent tattoo. Oh, Doris is just
2: like the wind goes out of her sails. She's just. And then she tries to remind herself, like, could be any old tattoo, could be a tattoo of like a light from the theater like doesn't have to be a weird tattoo but the prevailing thought is like she she got an eye tattoo like wow uh oh yeah so huh so yeah doris is gonna try to shake that off um and
0: yeah i, th- I think she's gonna have a new condition as well so many conditions i love it <laughs> It's. I think she's. Uh, I, I maybe we can workshop this one. Yeah. Um, what? What? What is? It? Because some of you come up with specifically. Ben comes up with better titles for them than okay. I do. But something about feeling like something that is like lost all trust. Right. Um, so like betrayed is is my feeling. But like something that makes it harder for you to trust even your close circle here. Um, yeah. Maybe it is just betrayed. Or just, or just
2: like distrustful.
0: Distrustful. Feels, right. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, you're past your limit.
2: Yeah. I've- that's my fourth condition, which means you have to put on a crown of the void. Oh, another one, Woo. Mm-hmm. and then do I replace one of the three, or do I just have four now? Uh,
1: it says instead. It says you instead put on a crown of the void. I think
2: instead of taking that. Okay.
1: Instead, mark one of your crowns.
0: Oh, but I want to. I want to switch it out though. I do too. It does
2: say
1: any crown. It does, it does say crown, so it doesn't necessarily. I don't know if it's if it's specifically.
0: Uh, it, does, it is supposed to be Crown of the Void, I'm pretty okay. sure. I did sense. check that one. That tracks. Um, yeah. I would like to, tr- if you're open to that, I would love it to be um, changed for spooks. Okay. Yeah, or Furious with Bureaucracy. You don't need Furious yeah, with Bureaucracy anymore. Yeah, I think that, one was, that one was from a, a while ago. So. Yeah. Yeah, and that way we can have this fun thing. Yeah. I'm spooked uh, and
2: distrustful. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. You feel in the feels, Miss Doris. She sure is. She's been on a roller coaster already. oh. Uh. So you're putting on a crown of the void. The Fantastic. Mask. During any intimate conversation with another character, you must make a casual reference to death, dying, the afterlife, or the end of all things, no matter the subject at hand. Great. And can I just clarify slightly, in terms of an intimate conversation, that would be like like a one-on-one and less of a, like, we're all in a group and I'm talking about death all the time? Or is it up to
0: me? I think it's up to okay. you to define intimate. Cool. Yeah.
1: Can I, can I do a little retcon? Yeah. That painting is really lovely. And I love so much the sort of like vibe that it has the, 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 uh, eye looking over at the turbulent seas. I see, but I think what I would like, I know this is a little departure from what I was saying before, but I would like an eye that is closed on my tattoo. I want the eye that is I, instead of the evil eye, I want a, a closed eye Great. on the book
0: got it uh and she nods and she's just like hmm you seen my handiwork haven't you
1: mm-hmm. it's yes. it's wonderful but I, but I I don't know maybe it's a little challenge let's just see
0: yeah I like that I like a closed eye on the book that's that's great and she takes some notes um and she's just like let's uh let's let's confab because if you all want to match I just want to make sure that we're all giving you exactly what you want and she like kind of like puts her her hand on the small of your back and leads you back into the the lobby with your friends um and uh doris feel free to enter uh enter whenever you need to but she's just like okay so we have we have a closed eye on a book is where we're landing for you two ladies as well where's your oh wherever your third friend is is that where you all are is it a closed eye on a book and we'll do yours in white ink yes
3: yeah we would all like to match.
0: Great. Great. Um, and so she's, she's like, she's like looking at it and she'd like makes some tabulations. Were, were you thinking
4: like an open eye or like, like, like it's like a variation on the, I've never done a group tattoo, obviously.
3: Closed eye, a closed eye on a book.
4: I think, I think also Lane was trying to meddle there in the like, <laughs> oh, you want to do an open eye? If, if you, if you're an open eye expert, if you, if you're tattooing eyes on everybody, listen, I, th- yeah, the, you, you have the eye for the eye, if you know what I mean. Should I roll some dice?
0: <laughs> yeah, I would love for you to roll some dice.
4: All right. Uh, I'm going plus presents, obviously, um, which for me is plus three because I am min-maxed. Uh, well, that's a four plus three, seven.
0: Seven. Uh, fantastic. And you can see that she's sort of like thinking about this, uh, this comment that you've made. She goes, yeah, I mean I I tattoo eyes on all on all sorts of people. Um it's great that you all are admirers of of my work. I'm not sure if you understand how much this is going to cost you.
4: Oh, is it like uh is this like more than a hundred dollars?
0: Yes, it's it's more than a hundred dollars for sure.
4: It was is it like 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 two hundred, three hundred?
0: It would be quite a lot. It would be quite quite a lot. I'm not um, great at
4: haggling. I just want to know the price, Lane, honey.
1: Maybe, maybe we should sleep on it.
4: Well, I think you're not supposed to sleep on. The, I don't have one, but don't they say? So don't be literal it. with me. You know what I meant.
0: Uh, and you can see that she she sort of like she she takes um, her shoulder and she's and she shows you like a tattoo uh, of hers that's an eye, um, and uh, and as she does, um, she says, "Okay." I'm not really sure what you all are getting at, but look at your hand and look at my, my eye. And so as you, as you do that, and then she says, now look back at your hand again and all of you and Doris, you've come back in, I hope for this moment as well. Um, All, all of a sudden you see that you have an eyeball in your palm (laughs) and it's looking every which way, every fucking which way that it fucking can And then when you look back at her eye, it's gone. And she goes, y'all need to back off right fucking now.
1: Thank you for your time.
0: Yeah, I think Doris came in for that part. And
2: then once Salty Nancy says about backing off, Doris is just going to go right back out the door and wait outside. (laughs)
4: Dungeons & Drama Nerds is produced by Todd Bryan Bacchus, Percival Hornack, and Nicholas Orvis, and is mixed and edited by Anthony Sertel-Dean. Our Brindlewood Bay campaign features Christopher Dierksen as Eddie Rue Dubois, Ben Ferber as Lane Walter, Corey Flores as Baby Garcia, Shannon Wade as Doris Makowiak, and our keeper, C. Meeker. If you'd like to help us continue exploring the intersection of theater and tabletop role-playing games, consider leaving us a review on your podcast app of choice or supporting us, and getting access to our patron-only bonus content, at patreon.com/slash dungeonsandromeders. You can find our social media and website links, including our cast bios, at the link tree in our show notes. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Dungeons Andromeders.